0: ashley brock reading diane palmer's book lawless chapter (laughs) three joe drove up in the yard friday afternoon in his big black suv just an hour before christina bow was expecting Grier to pick her up. She was nervous. Worse, she was dressed to the teeth and Jud noticed. She left her blonde hair undone and it flowed like golden silk down to her waist and back. She didn't wear a lot of makeup, just powder and a light lipstick, but her eyes looked Larger, a liquid brown that dominated her face and soft little chin. She was wearing a silky black skirt with black high heels fastened around the ankle, displaying the sexy arch of her little feet. The black v-neck blouse she had on was unusually tight, emphasizing her small, firm, rounded breasts in a way that made Judd ache in all the wrong places. A wide, French, black, Spanish, Matilda completed the outfit. It wasn't expensive, and it wasn't, and it was old. But it was sexy. He wasn't used to seeing Christina Bell dressed like that. Suddenly, he wondered why she was and why she wouldn't look him in the eye. He knew from a long experience that she was hiding something. He dropped the big booted foot on the bottom step of the porch and his narrow eyes fixed on her face. All right, spill it, he said to her. Why are you dressed like that and why did you come running out the minute you heard me drive up? Are we going on a date and you forgot to tell me? He added. she lifted her eyes and glared at him. The sarcasm hurt. Wouldn't that be the day? She asked with equal sarcasm. As it happens, I'm going out dancing. He didn't react for several seconds. The sudden anger hardened his leafy dancing with a man. She's written Yes, with a man? Her smile was provoking in the extreme. Go ahead, Jud. Tell me you haven't touched another woman since we married. Tell me you don't date the expression on his face was impossible to read. He moved up the steps down over. Who is he? Some boy from school. She realized with a start that what had seemed harmless and fun was becoming shameful and embarrassing. In her face Not a boy from school. She, not a boy from school, he guessed. His eyes narrowing. again. Or, we're going to play 20 questions. Tell me. He said about It's Cash Crier. She blurted out this by the authority in his tone. Now he looked menacing, as well as Greer is even older than I am, and he's got a past I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. Sister, much less you. You're not living in a house with a man like that. (laughs) Her self-confidence was wilting. She clutched her small purse just. I'm not running away with him, she began trying to recuperate, recaptured, lost gown. we're going out for pizza and beer, you're underage, I know that, I'm not drinking the beer he is, she muttered, we're going to dance and eat pizza, his eyes slid over her very slowly, she felt as if he were stroking her bare skin, and she felt wobbly, only on the accustomed high heels, where did you make (laughs) a he persisted, she threw up her hands and walked back into the house, leaving him to follow. Obviously he wasn't gonna stop until he knew everything. She wondered what he meant about Cass's Cash's past. Cash himself had hinted at something unpleasant. She started the person mantilla onto the big easy chair and perched herself on his white arm, crossing her legs at the ankles. Odd how intent his eyes were on them for a few seconds. He came out here to talk to you about providing on site security for the movie people. She said, "You weren't here, so I gave him coffee and pie, and he asked me out." He leaned against the door jam and stared at her from under the low, angled rim of his creamy stetson. He looked elegant, like that, and so sexy that she arched just, she ached just looking at him. He had powerful, long legs and nice-fitting jeans that did nothing to disguise the muscles in them. The forty-five automatic he usually carried was in a new holster, replacing the revolver he used in the cowboy club shooting match. It sported the new maple handle. And the Texas Ranger logo. His white shirt was taut against the muscular chest, a dark shadow under it, giving hints about the thick, curly, dark hair that covered those hard muscles. The Texas Ranger star was on the pocket on the spotless white shirt. Usually he wore a jacket with it this time of year, but it was hot for early October. There was a faint line of perspiration on his top lip. He is not taking you to chaise. He said, you're your eyebrows. Why not, Judd? I'm almost 21. Sure Most of my friends have been going there on Friday nights for years. It's not a bad place. They just sell beer. They've, they've had fish fights. Once there was a shootout there. They've had two bouncers since Calhoun Ballinger almost wrecked the place protecting his wife, Abby, before they were married. That was years ago, Judd. The shooting was last year. He pointed out, she said, Cash is a police officer, he carries a gun. If anybody tries to shoot him, I'm sure I'm sure he'll shoot back. He knew that. He also knew things about Grier that he wasn't comfortable disclosing. The man would take care of her, certainly, but Jud didn't like the idea of Christina Bell going out with another man. Bothered him, that it did. It doesn't look right. Her eyes met his, and she felt years of loneliness making every place inside her. I go to school. I do the books. I check up on the boys while they're working. I, read, I ride fence lines and help dip in brand cattle and doctor sick ones, she said. I haven't been to a dance since my sophomore sophomore year of high school, and I don't guess I've had a real date yet. I'm lonely, Judd. What can it hurt to let me go dancing? You're only married on paper anyways. You don't want me. Yes that's so. He knew that it didn't help. <laughs> she got up from the sofa and went to him, even in high heels. He towered over her. She looked up into his turbulent dark eyes. I'm only going out for one evening, she pointed out. Don't make me feel like I'm committing adultery. You know me better than that. He drew in a long breath, and voluntary, his lean hand went to her loosened hair, and he gathered a thick strand of it in his fingers, testing it till silky softness. I've never seen you dress like this. I can't go out with a man like Grier wearing jeans and a sweatshirt, she said with a gamely smile. What do you mean, a man like Grier? She lifted one shoulder, uneasy at the contact of his fingers that was making her whole body tingle and trying to hide it. She she could even feel the heat of his body this close and smell of spicy or aftershave, he liked him. He's a very mature, sophisticated sort of person. I didn't want to embarrass him by showing up in my working gear. Even, "'I've never taken you anywhere,' he recalled. "'She blinked, disconcerted. "'You saved my life,' she pointed out. "'Saved the ranch, kept us all going, "'looked out for me and Mamma while she was still alive. "'You're still shouldering the bulk of the responsibility "'for running things around here. "'You didn't need to start taking on responsibility "'for my entertainment as well. "'For heaven's sake!' "'He frowned at the way she put it, "'as if everything you did for her was a chore, an obligation.' She almost glowered when she smiled. She's a pert, sexy little figure, even if she didn't know it. (laughs) She had such warmth inside her that he always felt good when he was with her. Was Grier, with his cold, dark past reacting similarly to the brightness to Christina Bow. Was he looking for a place to warm his cold heart? She agreed to go out with a man. Was she attracted to him? He of all men knew how very innocent she was. She considered her paper wedding vows binding. He doubted if she'd really if she'd ever really kissed anyone or been kissed unless unless you could call the colpeck on the cheek he gave her in their probate jobs judge's office a kiss thought about grier a ladies man and if there ever was one kissing her passionately no he said involuntarily hell no "'What?' she cute? Puzzled by the look on his face, he moved one of those lightning-fast motions that could even intimidate their cowboys. His lean hands framed her rounded face, tucked it up so that her dark eyes were meeting his at they never never. Sure. "'Now, Grier,' he said huskily. His eyes fell into her parted lips. Not the first time. While she was trying to get enough breath to ask him what he was talking about, he bent his head. She felt the slow, easy brush of his hard mouth on her lips." with real intent for the first time in their turbulent relationship she gasped and stiffened he lifted his head just enough to see the shock and puzzlement in her eyes just so you don't go overboard with the first man who kisses you christina bell he whispered with unusual roughness in his voice i'm your husband the first time It should be me (laughs) she opened her mouth to speak but he bent his head again before she could his lips crushed down over hers with a pressure that grew more intense more demanding by the second she clutched at his arm to save herself from falling As sensual piled on sensations, she felt a surge of heat in her lower body, along with a sudden heavy throb that made her shiver. She wondered if he could feel it, while she could still think. His hands went to her waist and slid up and down, his thumbs brushing just under the soft underside of her breasts, in lazy, arousing pattern that made her want to lift up toward them. She went up on tiptoe, pushing her mouth against his, opening her lips as hungry a man. She felt a vibration against her lips, something like a muffled groan, just before his arm suddenly swallowed her and lifted her into the hard curve of his body her arms were around his neck now holding on for dear life while his mouth probed at hers she felt his tongue suddenly go right inside it she heard and read about deep kisses none of that prepared her for the sensation she felt she was trembling she didn't know why she couldn't stop it he was going to feel it any minute she moaned in frustration at her own inability to control her reactions inexplicably the moan made him stiffen one lean hand went to her hips and gathered him and fiercely to the thrust of his body there was something alien about the feel of him something vaguely threatening he pushed her closer and she gasped or she realized what was happening he realized it at the same time and jerked away from her he didn't let go at once his eyes were blacker than usual as they pierced her own her mouth was swollen her eyes were shocked stunned dazed delighted she was shivering just slightly her breath came in husky little jerks he looked down the bodice of her blouse and saw the hard little points his eyes met hers again his hand was almost bruising on her upper arm as he held it that's how easy it is he said tersely how easy she prayed abruptly for an experienced man to knock you off mountains and make you give in to him he continued, Gry knows even more than I do. Don't let him get too close. He's not a marrying man. In any case, you're not free to experiment. Paper marriage or not. <laughs> she wasn't getting any of it. She just looked at him, completely disoriented. She never dreamed that he'd kiss her like that. He sworn in the past that he was never going to touch her. She felt hot and shaky all over. She wanted to lie down with him. She wanted to touch his skin she wanted him to kiss her breasts the way men kissed women in those shameful late-night satellite movies that she watched secretly when maudie had called to bed on the weekends are you listening to me he asked impatiently her head fell back against his shoulder she pressed one cold hand to his chest and moved it back and forth voluntarily i'm listening this dress is really hot. Could you help me take it off? She whispered wickedly and glared down to stop that. he said, well, I'm trying to talk to you. Her eyes were half closed, her body completely yielding. She felt as if she melted into him, became part of him. She wondered what it would feel like to lie under him on the bed. She read not the images that have flashed unexpectedly into her mind. Judd, in bed with her, stuck naked and hungry for her. Heavens, she'd have died for it. Her hunger for him was in her face. It amazed him that she was so immediately receptive to him so hungry he hadn't meant to touch her in the first place it was grier it was grier damn him he was uneasy about having her go out with grier he didn't trust the man disturbed in that this sudden relationship of hers That happened under his nose and without his knowledge. In his wildest dreams, he never expected that Grier could be drawn to a woman Christina Bell's age. He didn't trust Grier's motives, and he didn't want Christina Bell seduced. He was gonna have to talk to Grier. He watched her while his mind worked. She was still shivering faintly. He knew how she felt. He felt the same way. His body ached. He never expected such an explosive passive to flare up between them. He should never have touched her. He'd been stupid to let jealousy provoke him into it. He hoped she didn't know enough to see how susceptible he was to Move back a step just in case. She took a step forward. I can rush right to town and buy a red necklace, She said breathless. I'll borrow one. Still one. There's a bed only ten feet away. I told you that we were never going to have any sort of physical relationship. He said with well, icy eyes dripping from every symbol. You started it? She reminded him, I didn't i did it deliberately i know grier you haven't dated <laughs> he said Thursday. you know nothing about men and that's my fault you can't go out with a man like grier without knowing the dangers it was a lesson Christine bell just a lesson she was staring at him just staring it was all her dreams of belonging and below. being loved in return went up and spoke she'd always thought of yoda as being very fast she's about women but in his sense could recognize the experience. She knew at once that she was completely out of his league. She didn't do a thing for him. He'd only been showing her what a trapped passion could be, but it felt different now when she looked at him. Have you heard a word I've said? He <laughs> yes, asked, exaggerating. A few, here and there, she said, she was looking at his mouth. I'm not sure I understood the lesson completely. Can you do that again? He took an angry breath, and his lips flattened. He tasted her on him. That irritated him even more. No, I could not do it again. He raised Listen to me, damn it. Atten- we are getting an annulment in November, period. I don't want marriage and a family. I love my job and my freedom, and I'm not giving up either one. Is that clear? <laughs> Breaking out of her trance, she moved away from him. Yes, it was painfully clear, but she smiled deliberately. Anyway, her voice, like her breathing, was jerking. Okay. Just a great loss to my education, but I feel that way. Just don't expect me to offer to take my clothes off for you ever again. <laughs> I'll fix some coffee if you'd like some. She had is in due for 30 minutes. Fine. She went to the kitchen and made coffee. It calmed her. By the time she put a cup and saucer on the table along with the condiments, her hands had stopped shaking. Do you want? In the study, she called. No, I'll drink it in here. He moved into the room and sat down at the small kitchen table. He removed his hat and rolled up his sleeves. His hair was still must from her restle- restless hungry fingers, and his mouth like hers at a slight swell from the urgency of the kisses they shared. Cry was going to notice that, he mused. Perhaps it would make him hesitate. Wonder why he felt so arrogant when he looked at her now, but almost like possession. Cl- down hard on those thoughts. He didn't want to be married. He wasn't ready for family life. Infrequent liaisons were enough for him. Love was dangerous, and he wanted no part of it. He'd seen it destroy his father, and he knew that woman had no, no stay in power. His mother left, had left his father. Jud's one serious love interest had walked out on him ten years ago when he refused to give up his hazardous job for her, it was just as well to avoid tangles. Christina Bell was very young. You're very solemn, she pointed out. I don't want you to get the wrong idea about what just happened. He said, pinning her with his eyes. I'm not dim. She told him he, she avoided looking directly at him. She was too shaken to of much. He said it was a lesson. I haven't planned to jump into the backseat with Grier and have my way with him, you know. He, he drives a the pickup. There's no backseat. She glared at him. You know what I mean. <laughs> and it's not you jumping on him. That worries me. She lifted both eyebrows. Why not? Do you think I wouldn't know how? I do know what goes on between men and women even if I'm not the voice of experience. I know. He murmured. Excuse me. He cleared his again. I'll pay the satellite bill. She was, she was very still. That had never occurred to her before. He cocked his head. The titles are self-explanatory. Passionate partners. Lost in the sand. The curious virgin. Shall I go on? She groaned and put her face in her hands. Just remember that what you're watching is staged in pure fantasy. He pointed. Out. It's not like that in real life. She moved two of her fingers, looked at him, threw them curiously, leaned back, feeling his ex- experience keenly as he bent. Met that gaze. Two kisses and a pat, and they go, with it. go at it endlessly with accommodating groans and tormented expressions and positions that even the commerce sutra hasn't listed. He explained. She was still watching, listening, waiting. You know he led a long time, Christina Bell. a woman doesn't accept a man's body that quickly or that easily without a lot of force play, and most men can't last long enough to go through the whole catalogue of outrageous positions. one usually suffices. She was very red. A fiery red, but paying complete attention while trying not to look as if she was, and he was aching to show her, rather than tell her how satisfying a physical coming together could be. All at once he felt things he didn't want to, for the woman on earth who was off limits to him, even if she was only even if she was the only wife he'd ever had, he finished his coughing later. at I don't mind if you go out with Grier as long as you're discreet. He said, hating the words, even as he spoke them with deliberate carelessness, his black eyes pinned her, but you don't cross the line with him. She knew exactly what he meant. She was insulted. As if I would, judge until it's an old and still marriage, he continued. A few people around town know about it. I understand why you're so worried about gossip. she began in a bitter tongue, because it was a subject he hated. Yeah, his chin lifted and his eyes nailed dangerously my father was a minister he said can you imagine how it was for him-and for me-to have all the jacobsville talking about my mother and her blatant affair with the vice-principal of the local manufacturing company they didn't even try to hide it she moved in with him and lived with him openly while she was still married to my father Everybody knew, so congressional knew, and he had to preach every Sunday when her lover dropped her for someone younger, after he had his fill of the affair. She begged to come home again, pretended that it never happened. My father even tried to let her. <laughs> let her. He verted his eyes on the table, cold with a memory of how those days had been for him. He loved his mother, but his father, despite his fate, had been unable to forget what she'd done in his world, as in Jo's vows were sacred. In the end, it was the gossip that made it impossible for him to forget. It didn't stop even after she'd left her lover. Some of his congression refused to speak to her. It affected him, even though he tried not to let it. In the end, he asked her to leave. She went without an argument. You were only twelve when that happened, weren't you? She asked gently, trying to get him to talk about it. He never had. You know, I loved her. He did, too, but he couldn't get over what she did. It was too public for either of them to get past it in a small town. Her hand itched to slide across the table to his, but she knew he'd slide it off. So, you know, he was unapproachable when he talked about us. Did she write to you? He told her that she could, but she moved to Kansas, where she had a cousin, and apparently never looked back. He toyed with the handle of his coffee cup. We heard that she married again and had a child before she died. All we had was a card announcing the funeral and a dog-eared photograph of Dad and me that she kept in her wallet. His voice became tight, and he said up straight. What's the child, a boy or a girl, she asked. He stared into space with blank eyes. A girl. She died of spinal meningitis when she was six, and my mother died in a car crash a few months later. She was a good mother, he even though she was a lousy wife. She studied him crying, sometimes people fall in love with the wrong people, man. I don't think they can help it. This is Black Eyes Warner. In my book, you make a vow before God, you keep it. Period. She sighed, thinking that it was highly unlikely that he'd get the wedding vow he made to her when she was 16, but she didn't say it. I expect she was sorry for what she did to your father. His broad shoulders moved. Personally. He says he wrote him a letter. He never told me what it was in it, but he admitted that his own pride had killed any hope of them getting back together. Couldn't bear having everybody know what she did to him. He smiles at him. it. she was his first woman. <laughs> he added with a glance at Christina Bell's wide eyed stare and his last. I don't suppose some people today even think it's possible for a man to be faithful to one woman his whole life. But it's not a rare thing in a small town, even in the modern world. I guess you've thought about how it would have been if he could have forgiven her. Yes. He turned a coffee cup in his mingling hands. It was a lonely life after she left. I could never talk to him the way I could to her about things that bothered me. I guess I drew myself... after I drew inside myself afterward. Never talked to her this way before. As if we were an adult. Unequal, she studied his hard face and ached to have his mouth on hers again. She knew she'd never be able to get out, though. She pushed back from the demon Godfrey. I need to get back to Victoria. She got up, too. I am curious. What did he come down here for? Leo phoned me about some bull that had died mysteriously. Said he'd heard that our young one was poisoned. I wanted to talk to you about it. Yes, I tried to tell you when it happened and I thought Jack Clark was responsible. You wouldn't listen to him again. A little bit. You know you didn't have the boys check the pasture for Blout cause and weeds upon I told Leo so I warned you about that, Christina Bell. You can't accuse people of cows without solid proof. I wasn't judged, she said as after There were four other young bulls in that pasture with him. They didn't die. I know that they were lucky. She said, they were heifers, she said impatiently. The only bull we lost was a sowlers, and he was one of the same group that Fred Brewster bought calves from. He thinks Mr. Brewster's bull was poison, and I still think ours was too. He picked up a Stetson, signed it across the road. Prove it, he said. Sugar pants, I don't save dead bulls, she explained. You wouldn't believe me, and I couldn't afford an autopsy. We buried him with the backhoe. Dig him up. She gave him a speaking, of, even if I did, where am I going to get the money to have an autopsy done? Good point, he said. I'm skint. I the last of my savings to repair the used tractor we had to have for haying." I know, she said, listen, as soon as I graduate next year, I'll get a job in town at one of the businesses. Computer programming pays good wages. Then who will do the books, he yes. asked. I don't mind writing checks to pay bills, but I'm not borrowing myself in ten columns of figures and just fine bank statements. That's your department. I'll justify the statements and do the printouts at night or on the weekends. Poor he said sarcastically. I only just met the man, she pointed out. Say out of park cars with him, he said with a rare malice. He drives a truck, tear him out and his own earlier statement back at him. You know what I mean. He turned and started out the front door. She followed him, seething inside. He didn't want her, but he didn't want any other men around her either. I'll do what I please, Judd, she said hotly. He rolled up the front door. You put your name on a marriage license, he reminded her accordingly. So did you, but that's not stopping you from doing what you want to. He looked in an eyebrow, and went on down the steps to his truck. The film people are coming back Saturday to set up their equipment. here. director's ringing Tippy Moore with him, and the guy's who's playing the cowboy, Ranch Wayne. She couldn't have cared less about the movie people. She heard, she hated the way Jud's eyes twinkled when he met She Tippy more. The woman was internationally famous for her beauty. Christina Bell was gonna look like a cactus plant by comparison if she didn't like it. I can hardly wait, she muttered. Do they like pet snakes? I'm thinking of adopting a black one and keeping it in the living room. You'd be nice, he said firmly. We need the money. There's no way we can fix the barn or buy new electrical fences without that grub shack. Okay. He said, I'll be nice. There will be a change. He remarked to me. And that's just sour grapes because I didn't dress up and look sexy for you. She said, striking a pose. You can go home and dream about me in that red naked because that's the only way you'll ever see it, she added. He made a rough sound and throat, something like laughter and kept walking. She stared after him with flashing dark eyes, wishing that Cash would drive up before he left so that she could flaunt her date in front of him. Daydreams so rarely come true, she thought wistfully as the judge climbed in behind the wheel, started the SUV, and drove off with a perfunctory wave of his hand. It was a full ten minutes later the Cash Gryver, Grier drove up in his big black pickup truck. It was huge. New vehicle with a spotless clean bed. Well, I can see that you don't haul cattle," she remarked as she went out to meet him at the bottom of the steps. Maybe I just keep an immaculate truck," he chuckled. He looked really good. He was wearing a black turtle sweater with a casual jacket and dress slacks. His shoes were polished to a perfect shine. His dark hair was in a neat ponytail. He was easy on the eyes. You look nice, even out of uniform," she pointed out. He was the some looking up his own, with the eyes at least experience as experienced as judged. She thought about the way John had kissed her, and she flushed. <laughs> You look a little uptight, he remarked, second thoughts about saying, Not a single one, see some of Not worried about what Judd will say. He persisted as he helped her. Judd said he didn't care, she replied. He was here earlier, which explained her flushed look and a deep, well, deep swell of her lower lip, catch yeah, up privately and with some amusement. Apparently Judd was more jealous of his paper wipes, than Christina Bell realized and had made sure that she had a yardstick to measure him by. He had a feeling he'd never measure up to the ear of worship. She felt for her husband, but she made him feel good inside, young inside, and he wasn't going to fall the first fence because of a little competition. She fastened her seatbelt while he got in and fastened his own, his eyes smiling as he approached proved the action. I have to tell most people to put their belts on. He pointed out, Not me. She said, Judge taught me early that I would not ride with him if I didn't wear it. <laughs> we have known him for a long time. Most of my life, she agreed. She said, He's taken care of me for five years. It isn't that he's possessive, she said defensively. He just wants me to make sure that I'm safe. He gave her a You're as safe as you want to be, he said. She said. Now that's encouragement, if I ever heard it. End of chapter three.